Hi everyone, you're listening to Humans of SDU, brought to you by Merit Media. In today's episode, we have Alex from Bulgaria. We're gonna talk to him about how he got here and how things are different in the two countries. Enjoy! Welcome Alex on our podcast. Um, it's nice to have you here. Nice to be here. Well, our first question is um, what I think everyone asks in Denmark. How did you come here? Why did you come and how do you like it here? It's a very long story, but I'll try to keep it short as possible. <laughs> we have time, so just... We have time. Okay, it goes all the way back in high school. Okay. So it's, <laughs> I'm 25 now, so this decision happened. Okay, maybe it didn't happen, but it was more influenced mm-hmm. eight years ago when I uh, started dating with uh, my girlfriend, with which I'm still together mm-hmm. almost eight years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very long time now that I think about it. But yeah, and in high school, I never had ambitions about going abroad because uh, it connects to a lot of topics, but I'll try to stay on track. <laughs> Let's just say I, I wasn't thinking about going abroad. My view at the time was, okay, I need to study within economics because I was in a professional high school, which was with banking and uh, accounting and whatsoever. Uh, so my track was kind of determined during my high school, so I felt like, okay, then I have to go to university, study also finance, and I have to find a job here, and so on and so on. And then my girlfriend came along and she was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Germany. And uh, we were having a very good time together, even though we were recently dating, and then she was very insistent, you have to come with me. Uh, I was studying German at the time in high school, I had it as a second language. Uh, didn't really pay much attention to it and I remember that summer she made me read like the was like a little book that had the entire German grammar and she was like okay this is your homework for the summer learn this by heart (laughs) and I'm gonna quiz you when you get back Uh, I did my best but German is it's a very beautiful language in my perception Mm -hmm. but it's a very demanding language so to say But, so I don't sidetrack too much. She wanted us to go to Germany. Uh, Graduation time came along. I wouldn't say I was very much a pessimist. At the time I was living just with my mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am in contact with my dad, but that's side topic. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I, my problem with going abroad was financials. Mm -hmm. I could qualify academically to go abroad but who's gonna support me yeah yeah. like uh i know that my mom won't be able to do that so uh okay i'm gonna go there and then what am i gonna do (laughs) was my perspective on it and she was always hopeful and be like we'll find a way so i was always like okay but you have to because my life experience has taught me like not that you should think that only bad things are gonna happen to you but you should expect yeah definitely very uh, un, uh, unpleasant things to happen as you move on in life. And usually they happen in the moment when it's least convenient, but it's a whole other thing. So, um, yeah, uh, where was my thought process? Yeah, we were going to go to Germany, started applying for universities, and heard that, lost his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 2014. Yeah, it was 2014. Uh, he was uh, working as a chef for 
a certain person. I'm not gonna give any names because there was a whole scandal back home. 2014, <laughs> we had a banking crisis mm. where, uh, not to get too political, but a lot of people believe that the government basically bankrupted a bank for not giving them credits to government-owned organizations and yada yada yada. So one bank went under, a few other banks were almost going to go under, yeah. her dad lost his job and suddenly she can't go to Germany as well. Like uh, when we talked with her again, she says, okay, maybe I could have, but it would have had been the best for my parents. And then yeah. she finally could see my perspective on it, that when you don't know how you're going to finance it, you... Yeah, it's a bit difficult. Yeah. yeah. But then... Um, I don't know how Denmark came into the conversation because Germany was the place she was getting ready to go. Like she had the certification. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's test stuff. Not sure what the literature stands for, but she had the proper language proficiency. Mm -hmm. uh, she suggested Denmark, but I don't really know why. Perhaps because she has also family here. Mm -hmm. Her uh, godmother lives in Denmark. Yeah. So we applied for Denmark also for our bachelor. Uh, long story short, we didn't get accepted. We ended up doing our bachelor's back in Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. But the idea of going abroad stayed with us. And again, that's connected with her because her dad went to work here in Fuenza, Denmark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her mom and her little brother stayed behind. Mm -hmm. They lived together for some time. Then her mom and little brother also went abroad. So then it was just me and her. Yeah. We all actually moved in together just to see how it would be living just the two of us. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the best one year of <laughs> our life. Uh, so graduation time came along and uh, yeah, we were both sure we don't want to do our masters back home. Mm. And she was already determined where she's going to study her yeah. masters. So it's got to be Denmark. She didn't apply just for Wednesday, but of course she had a preference for Wednesday because this is where yeah, her family course, was. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't say that I moved here just because of her, but that she did play a major part because over those years between um, us completing our bachelor and applying for a master's, we visited Wednesday multiple times, like almost every Christmas. So okay. I did have maybe a combined three months in Denmark prior to deciding, okay, I'm also going to study here. Mm. So I uh, started looking into, okay, what are my interests? Is there a degree for me here as well? Uh, at the time, while studying, I was also working. Uh, it was financial administration work for a logistics company. And I was like, okay, maybe I can try supply chain. Maybe I can try human resource management, stuff like that. I ended up studying uh, international business marketing. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like, uh, it wasn't like a bottom of the list wish, but it uh, wasn't on the top mm. also. Yeah. But so far, I'm very happy with the, the study program. So yeah, uh, we graduated. She came here. I had to wait a little bit. <laughs> which was like after the best year of my life where we lived together was the worst year of my life yeah, where yeah. I lived by myself. Mm. For a whole year, we had a long distance relationship. Yeah. So she would call me, she would tell me about how what she's doing, all the student parties. And 
not gonna lie, I kind of feel bad for myself because all I can say is, yeah, I went to work today, I worked eight hours. And then that's it. And then <laughs> I went home. Yeah. Yeah. It, at least to begin with, she left me the, our cat. Oh, mm. I mean, it's kind of her cat. I say our cat because uh, I was already there when she got it as a little kitten. So mm -hmm. I had just it's this. It's basically yours. Yeah, it's basically yeah. my cat as well. But she keeps saying, no, no, it's my cat. <laughs> Even though I took care of it for like a long time. But yeah, so it was just me, the cat, in an empty apartment. So quite the <laughs> depressing uh, circumstance. But what can you do? But. A part of the, the reason why I postponed was uh, I don't want to really discredit my country, but Bulgaria is not the best at a lot of things. Uh, issuing diplomas is one of those things. Mm -hmm. Between your graduation date and the time you get your diploma, it's like six months. Oh, wow. I don't know okay. why it takes so long. Uh, it's quite ridiculous. Also, because when applying to Denmark, you have to have like a Proof. English transcription yeah. Yeah, of your courses. Yeah, try explaining that to 60 something, 70 year old professors yeah. that grew up um, during the communist era and they still have those old values mm. and it's more likely that they speak Russian than English. English. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, it was uh, an uphill battle all the way, and I would say it's a uphill battle still. Like every day, <laughs> it's a battle to to be here. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's also a good thing because then you have the right motivation to to be here. Oh, if, sure. if it's easy, if you take it for granted, you're not gonna get far. Yeah. Uh, but just so I don't skip the timeline too much. So I had to wait one year during that time uh, because the financial situation, that question was never resolved. Mm -hmm. But because we had that decision in high school, okay, whatever happens, we're going to go abroad. So the first job I got, uh, I'm just going to use euros for convenience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Nobody needs to know my currency or how it converts. That's yeah. <laughs> Uh, but let's say for every one euro earned, I tried to save one. So like my goal was saving almost half of my salary. Mm -hmm. Like at the beginning, that wasn't really possible because I had a very low <laughs> starting salary. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like 300 euros a month, which mm. uh, to a lot of Danish people would sound like insane. Yeah. Because that's like... It their, would sound illegal. <laughs> it would sound illegal. Yeah, but yeah, yeah you can earn 300 euros and live. Yeah. for a month yeah. or survive that's yeah depending uh on the later stage which was one of the better things that happened during my bachelor i met some people that helped me get a job for a dutch company it was in bulgaria and then my salary went up to 850 euros okay. a month which was like considering the average salary back home is 500 mm -hmm. yeah. earning 850 is it's wow. crazy, yeah. yeah. You're lucky. And uh, I'm living by myself. I'm not paying rent. I just pay the bills and the food, and that's not that much. So yeah. as long as I don't overdo it, like uh, buying caviar or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I'm saving a lot, like a lot. Like before I came to Denmark, I had maybe 10,000 euros. And mm -hmm. all of that was four years of hard savings. Yeah, so, yeah. 
one of the things that I'm proud of coming to Denmark is I did it myself. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say that my family didn't support me. I would say that they were more leaning towards me staying home or yeah. going abroad, but not exactly in Denmark because mm. at the time uh, my mom was trying, to, she's a nurse, mm-hmm. so she was trying to go into Austria mm-hmm. to work as a nurse there. She spent one year there. Uh, she couldn't cope with the stress, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So she mm-hmm. came back. Plus she said, ah, back home is better. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe easier, not better. <laughs> No, easier is not the word, mm-hmm. but uh, in some ways, uh, and I'm gonna sidetrack a little bit. Uh, why Bulgarians go abroad? Like, if you Google fastest shrinking country in the world, uh, very likely Bulgaria is gonna be the mm-hmm. first hit. And I think that uh, the rate at this point is that we lose almost 1% of our population every year. Oh, okay. So, wow. 1989, the year that the Berlin Wall collapsed, yeah. the population was 9 million people. Oh, okay. Now it's, this year, it's already below 7 million. Okay. Yeah. The, those okay. people didn't disappear. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, now, I don't know the statistics for a country, but basically we're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> 2 yeah. million Bulgarians, ethnic, national, whatever. I'm not sure they're all still speak Bulgarian or they assimilated or something, but yeah. statistically two million live abroad yeah. in Bulgaria. And that also kind of helps the whole situation getting worse because usually the ones that go abroad and stay abroad are the best and the brightest yeah. and the young people. So our average population age is about 40. Yeah. So we, we have the same demographic crisis that developed countries have mm. without being developed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're an emerging or a developing country, at least you have like a growing population. Yeah, yeah. No, our population is the fastest declining in the world, as far as I know. Like, uh, don't quote me on it. Yeah. <laughs> Double check it, but as far as I know. So, uh, yeah. Uh, some people, uh, if you know somebody, basically, in a higher position back home that can lend you a hand. Yeah. Hope you settle in society, then you stay back home. If you don't have that, but you have the brains to go abroad, you go abroad, you don't think about it. I feel like that's a trade in like all Eastern European countries. Yes, I, I definitely <laughs> can relate. So if you have connections you'll do good and if you don't, well you're gonna struggle a lot. <laughs> but also I think in our generation we are like kind of like adventurers. We wanna try something new, like of course other than the financial things and everything. Yeah, yeah. We still wanna experience what it's like to to study abroad and and try and and live somewhere else. Mm, yeah, it's a different culture, different language, and all yeah. of that. How do you experience that? Do you? I know you mentioned that you you've been here before, but have you experienced some culture shocks when actually moving here? Uh, <laughs> when I came here, the first thing that, uh, but that's also the more you stay here, mm. the more you see it's not so different than anywhere else. Denmark is not perfect. Mm-hmm. No country is perfect. Yeah. Uh, same as back home. The problems back home are political. Yeah. First and foremost, we never properly transition to a well-functioning democracy. It's mm-hmm. uh, my opinion. A lot of the politically active people from before the fall of the Berlin Wall, before uh, 
abandoned in communism, remained uh, in political life. They mm -hmm. founded new parties. We have also uh, young people that are involved in politics, but again, you're somebody's person. You're, somebody knows you, or you're a businessman also. Like we have this person who owns like a lot of pharmacies back home. Mm -hmm. So he's first and foremost a businessman, and then he's a politician. Yeah. And there is a lot of populism, like because he also got involved into gas stations, and he was like, "Okay, I'm selling the cheapest gas in Bulgaria. You can vote for me." Yeah. I have all this because uh, going back to the demographical problem, uh, a lot of people back home are elderly, mm -hmm. so uh, they cannot decide the vote. Yeah, it's not the young and the working that yeah. choose the leader leaders; it's those that are no longer involved so actively in life. So their votes are quite easy to get, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the problem back home. Otherwise, I love the nature back home and I, I miss it a lot. Denmark is the complete opposite. Uh, I like the way things function, mm -hmm. you know, even though even here I faced problems with demonstration. Nature-wise, it's not that it's not beautiful. I don't want to offend anybody, <laughs> but there's a serious lack of diversity. Yeah, it's yeah. a very flat place it's and nothing wrong with it, of course, but uh, I like my uh, mountains better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I like my uh, like sea areas also. That's yeah, there. I heard that yeah. uh, Bulgaria has a very nice uh, beaches. Yeah. yeah. And the one that shall not be named. <laughs> Sunny beach. like. That. I'm gonna sidetrack. I'm sidetracking a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's uh, fine. It's, uh, it's natural. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that pisses me off the most, like, mm -hmm. like every nationality has something that really pisses them off. Like, for instance, uh, telling Czech people, oh, you're from Czechoslovakia. And then they're like, oh, you're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should tell this to Anna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it's uh, not knowing where Bulgaria is, it's fine. But usually and i i've noticed it so that's why i test people then i say do you know where sunny beach is and most of the times people know where it is they don't know where bulgaria is but sunny beach oh everybody knows where sunny beach is uh... and we really hate that resort because it's just a tourist trap where danes and germans and british people go get wasted uh, leave a bunch of with, trash and leave. Leave a bunch yeah. of trash, get with some local girls, yeah. maybe a few of them follow them back. Yeah. <laughs> and then they leave. And then they don't see like 99% of what's actually worth visiting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we're like this crazy party place where you can get drunk very cheap. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's how I heard the British people refer to Hungary, especially to Budapest, because they have a lot of beer cruises around. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah it's very very fun yeah but going back to your question so uh the first three months that i have here visiting every year for like mm -hmm. a month mm. I, I was just shocked by how clean it is that was the first thing that i noticed that the other thing was like the, the roads were so nice so like I guess they have potholes somewhere. I just haven't found them yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for me, it's like mind blowing that it's so neat, like clean. The infrastructure is all right. Yeah, yeah. Bike lanes everywhere. I'm like, oh my god, how can there be bike lanes everywhere? <laughs> this is like from another world to me. Uh, and I'm not saying that like I'm coming from a third world country, but still, like our infrastructure is terrible. Like 
legitimately the first time I came back when I got up at the airport and when I got in the taxi and when I saw the road I, I literally felt like crying yeah. because I was like it's one and a half hour flight and it's such a big difference yeah yeah and that I was this that was my first major shock like because if you compare the two countries we're roughly the same size in territory we're roughly the same size in population mm. and yet the way it went historically for Denmark and the way it went for us couldn't be any more different uh we're in a very i would say strategic position even now for the eu because we're kind of like the gateway to asia so all traffic from turkey yeah. and from other middle eastern asian countries also the chinese belt road that also passes through us so uh we're in a very good position but we have never been able to Use exploit it, it. Yeah, yeah. because others have exploited this for us <laughs> so uh when i was visiting the first three months the other things was um i didn't get to experience the local cuisine because i was always with both here mm -hmm. yeah, i didn't yeah. really interact with the local community so i would guess the bigger culture shock was when i came to study here because even though my girlfriend's family is living here and they have now a house and everything we kind of have this agreement that i have my own place they have their own place yeah. and everybody has their own place yeah yeah uh that's not to say that we wouldn't move in to live together but it have to be just me and my girlfriend and not me and her family so yeah of course i visit all the time but can't live there that's <laughs> that's, that's the deal so uh when I went to the supermarket, because before that, like every time I visited, I just had home cooked meals by her mom, so I didn't really have to get involved with the shopping and everything. So prices weren't that different to me. Like they were higher, but not that high, I would say. It's more the, the things that you could buy that were kind of like, okay, what am I supposed to cook with this? And another thing was back home, I would, like, I would never buy vegetables or fruits from a supermarket. Because mm -hmm. they're not the highest quality. Yeah. We have uh, like open bazaars, like yeah. Bazaar yeah. Fion was. Yeah. You go there, you got fresh produce straight from the farmer. You buy that yeah. uh, and make salad or whatever. And I couldn't find a place to do that here. And I was like, what am I going to eat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to live from frozen pizza. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you, you sell bacon. Okay, what am I going to do with this bacon? Like, yeah. And, and I asked one of the first Danes that I befriended. befriended what is your national cuisine? What do you guys eat? And he was like, uh, pork with potatoes. And I'm like, is that it? Basically, though. Basically, it? Basically yeah. Is. Pork with potatoes. Okay. And brown uh, sauce or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess I'm just spoiled because back home we don't eat out that often and you have a home cooked meal like mm. every day. We don't order out that much as well. Like, and every day it's like a different dish. And I wouldn't call it like necessarily like a national cuisine because a lot of the dishes we have we share with other countries like there's this um, every country has its name for it we call it sarma some call it domas yeah we you call might it know sarma as well. Oh, yeah. yeah so you know what i'm talking about yeah. like we do it with a cabbage leaf or with like grape leaf rice minced meat spices wrap it boil it perfect with some yogurt another thing we eat a lot of yogurt i don't know how it's in croatia but uh another thing you should know about here we're very very proud of our yogurt 
And another thing that pisses me off yes. is why yeah. there's Greek yogurt in the supermarkets, <laughs> but not Bulgarian yogurt. I'm not dissing Greek yogurt, but it's very high in fat and it's very dense. Uh, where Bulgarian yogurt is usually three to five percent fat, and we have this uh, Lactobacillus bulgaricus is the name of the bacteria strain that apparently is local only to our flora, and it gives yeah. it a very specific better yes yeah, yeah it's actually funny you mentioned yogurt because one of my very good friends here shout out to milena if she's listening oh i know her she's she you know milena okay. uh look the bulgarian community is not that big we basically know oh. anyway like the first thing you know when we were talking about our cultures she was like you know these greeks and their yogurt no it's us who have the yogurt I was like, oh my god so um, yeah Anyway, that was a sidetrack for me. <laughs> no, no, I completely agree. We, we uh, what you need to know about the Balkans is it's not we hate each other. It's just we find a lot of things to argue about yeah. between each other. <laughs> who has the best yogurt? Who has the best women? Who has the best yeah. traditions? Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I would say newer generations get along better, mm. uh, but there is still some uh, friendly competition. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah. uh, first days as a student were very hard. Uh, I came because, as I said, my girlfriend came one year before me. Yeah. So I had a, a mission. Uh, okay, I need to do this and this and this by what she shared this experience. And the first thing was like, okay, I have to have a group for my exams. So start talking to people yeah, yeah that, maybe that was my first negative experience i just because we were all internationals mm -hmm. uh the different programs were mixed together so i didn't know who's studying the same as me and i just overhear a conversation behind me we're talking i turn around i kind of interrupt because i hear they're all studying the same as me uh and yeah i kind of interrupted the conversation so i wasn't invited so maybe that was more the reason they shut me down uh but I felt it differently at the time because then we were like, who's from where? And then I said Bulgaria. And then the, the guy was like, ah, okay, cool. And conversation ended there. Yeah. So okay. me at the time was like, okay, okay yeah. what's that supposed to be? Yeah. So I did have the prejudice when I was coming here because growing up in Eastern Europe, you, you love your country for the people and the nature and everything else, you know, you're not that well developed, you know, there's a lot of things that are not okay. Mm. So in the back of your mind, you kind of feel like a second class citizen. You're not third world, but you're not a developed country. Yeah. So you're stuck in the middle. And I don't know if that's a better or worse place to be. <laughs> uh, so I, I had all these uh, self-esteem problems with, okay, I am coming from Bulgaria, therefore I am not worthy to mm. be here, therefore I have to do more than everybody else to prove that I should be here. So that's something that stuck with me for a very long time, yeah. uh, being here in Denmark. And every time I felt like I'm being excluded based on where I was from, it was kind of a very hard hit. Yeah. Uh, I kind of learned that people don't really care where you're from eventually, but some of them do kind of uh play the nationality card as well like uh that's actually something that i'm uh, currently looking into 
in my master thesis, mm -hmm. I'm writing about international skilled migrants. Okay. So uh, I don't have like a specific definition of it, but just basically it's people with like a university level education that want to settle abroad permanently. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I'm looking into that and discrimination based on nationality is something that's very yeah. uh, often occurring in the journals that I'm reading. So, but anyways, uh, yeah, Fu was one of the main culture shops and just the, the way things work. Yeah. yeah. All right. We have uh, one last question. Do yes. you want to ask it? Yeah, I will. Uh, it's something that we ask all of our guests that come here. Uh, it is if you have a life hack that you can share with us and our listeners that you go by. It can be in your daily life and just in general something that gets you by. Uh, it's not so much of a life hack, I guess. Uh, uh, my way of coping with all the stress being here and everything, um, I turn a little bit to philosophy. I don't really practice what I preach, but mm. I preach it nevertheless. <laughs> I got a little bit into Stoicism, and basically what the Stoics say is um, we don't suffer in life uh, from the events that we have to go through, but from our perceptions of those events. So coming back to that whole conversation that I had that I felt like kind of left out because mm. of my nationality, that was, looking back at it, that was how I interpreted it. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily how it really was. Uh, and referring again to the Stoics, although maybe it's a little bit also in Buddhism, if there's a problem and you have a solution, why worry? If there's a problem, there's no solution, why worry? And the story is, you don't have to stress out. And... Uh, even though I don't really live by those words, I try to, I do stress out. It's just part of my personality, but I've come to find out that the same way that bad things are going to happen in your life is the same way that good things are going to happen if you just give yourself the opportunity because mm. uh, other people may shut the door to you, but it's more scary when you shut the door to yourself when you tell yourself i'm not good enough to do this mm -hmm. then you don't even try then you're already failing yeah so you, you got nothing to lose by trying that is mm. very true that is very <laughs> nice yeah to keep in mind well then thank you for coming here and thank sharing you this yeah thank you guys for listening we're gonna be back with another episode next wednesday check out the rest of the episodes and our social media for updates See you next time. Bye.